go after some big jobs that you would love to have but you don't feel qualified for, or you feel like they'll never give you the job, send your resume in, follow up with the person, see if you could get an interview. Unlock possibilities by changing your mindset. You will expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world. You're moving into a land of both blind spots and learning, of things and ideas. You just crossed over into the mindset zone. Join your guide, Anna Malikia, founder of Solo Biz Academy, the director of education for Book Yourself Solid and a PhD in psychology. The show you are about to listen is backed by popular demand from the Mindset Zone Archive Vault. To get all new episodes, make sure you subscribe via your favorite podcast app and visit mindset.com. Zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find the episode archive, show notes, and other amazing resources, including how to four times your success so you can work smarter, not harder, and learn how to leverage your talents to make a bigger impact while enjoying the process, all at Mindset.Zone. Hi, Anna Malikian here, and today I have a very special guest, and I know that all my guests are special, but this one, I read her book um, about maybe one year and a half ago, two years, and it's really, I'm recommending this book left and right to my clients, my friends, my family, everybody. So who is this person and what is this book? Uh, I have the pleasure of having today on the call Andrea Waltz, and I hope that I'm pronouncing your K, your last name. I always, I'm very inventive in the pronunciation of the name. So Andrea, uh, can you pronounce your name for our yes. listeners? Oh, you're so close. Yeah, it's Andrea Waltz. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're right there. Okay, thank you so much. And she's the co-author of a best-selling book that is that book that I was speaking about. And the name of the book is Go for No. Yes is the destination. No is how to get there. And she's also a professional speaker who teach people how to overcome the fear of failure and rejection. So she's really a person to follow. And I want to give you a taste during this interview. And I really hope that by the end of this podcast, you are going to get the book. It's really a short read, like I call it, like the aeroplane ideal kind of book that you you read in a short airplane ride. 75 pages, I think, is the, 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 the how big is the book, but very, very impactful. So even here we go, because I want to speak about some of the concepts that are on the book. And there is this thing, even the name, go for no. Yes is the destination, no is how to get there. And I think we are curious, okay, what does they mean by this go for no? And uh, because we have this natural tendency to avoid no's. 
and probably this has to do with our fear of rejection. We are like social animals and uh, this really means that we seek to be in, in, in have social acceptance in a certain group. So no, if it's seen as a rejection, it really can hurt. And it's natural that our tendency is to avoid situations where we are going to hear no. But the interesting thing, and that is, I, I already spoke about this book in one of the episodes of this podcast, episode number three, that was Failure and the Way to Success. It's episode number three. If you go to mindset.zone for slash three, you will see the show notes of this episode. And I refer this book because if we study successful people, highly successful people, they don't see no or failure as a negative experience. And my and I love this book, Go For No, because it teaches also that. So let me jump, uh, invite Andrea to speak a little bit about the book and why did you decide to do the book as um, a beauty, because it's a, um, a story about a person that lives like an adventure uh, <laughs> yes. that make him learn the importance of go for no. Can you speak, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, with the ear, try not to unveil too much because I want people to be curious <laughs> to read the book. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, um, thank you, Anna, for that great introduction. Um, Yes, the book is a fable, and the and it's a story, as you said. And the reason we wrote it that way is because we wanted to share the concept of the power of no, and understanding that it doesn't have to be something that holds you back, or something that you fear, or something that is avoided. But how do you twist it and have it be positive? So we thought, well, let's take a salesperson who is very average. And who is kind of like all of us, right? We're all, you know, we all want to be really successful. We have our, our average days, we have our bad days, and we have our great days. And so we said, let's just make this guy average and we'll, we'll, get, we'll show him learning the secret and, and show his mind changing. And that will hopefully uh, impact the audience and get them involved into the story. So that's why we wanted to write the story. But and it does have a unique, and I won't give it away, I promise, it has the, a unique supernatural element to it because something happens um, to him in, in terms of him learning the less a, a very unique person. Um, I'll just say that much. But the key here is to do what we say um, – we use the word reprogram a lot, reprogram the way you think about failure and rejection because the reality is, is that we all grow up trying to be successful and when we try to be successful, we avoid failure, yes. we avoid hearing no's and actually what we're saying is to switch that around and to actually seek out the no's, seek out the failures and the rejection and when you do that, that is where oftentimes the yes is the unexpected success and the opportunities lie. It's not really an avoiding. 
And one of the, there is a quote is in oh, one of the parts in the book, I think it's page, it's page 28, that you f- the fear, your fear of hearing the word no is the only thing standing between you and greatness. And I think that really goes with what you are speaking about, uh, the being average and what separates us from greatness is this fear of hearing the word no. Absolutely. And and one of the things that we've done over the years is interview great business people, business leaders, and they all agree that we all have this fear of, of hearing no. We all have this rejection. And I love what you said in the introduction. Um, we do seek a social re- acceptance. You know, we don't want to... Um, we don't want to be rejected. And oftentimes from a sales perspective, we don't want to look pushy. We don't want to have people think that we are being aggressive. We don't want to look right. We don't want to look like that horrible salesperson. And so instead of just uh, understanding the positive way that you can be persistent, we just completely shut down. Um, and Anna, I will also say this. I think oftentimes, and I'm sure you see this with your clients, um, sometimes when people are too perfectionistic, mm-hmm. meaning they want everything to go right, they don't want to have anything go wrong, everything's got to be perfect, um, all of that can lead to um, you know, a situation where they never try because the failure is so devastating. They just don't want anything to ever, you know, nothing can ever go wrong. Everything has to be perfect. And we all know that that's never the case. The only way to to increase your your level of perfection is to keep trying and keep testing and keep improving. And I think that goes to the art of one of the images that I love uh, and was the first time that I read the book. And this is a book that we should read more than once. I have to say that because I read it the first time and there was one of the messages that really had a big, big impact of me. I'm going to speak about that in just a moment. But then I reread the book for preparing for this interview. And I, whoa, took me to an, a different place because now I'm in a in different place. So I could go a little bit deeper than in the first time that I read the book, I could not go. So, but the, like I was saying, the first time that I read the book, that image that the, uh, the characters in the book are uh, speaking about, how and has to do with this image of usually we are taught that there is like a fork in the road that we have to make a decision. We arrive to a fork in the road. We have one road, one way that takes us, lead us to success and the other way that leads us to failure. Uh, it's like thing we have to be perfect and we cannot fail in anything because we are threatened this self-image of perfection or our, our goal to be perfect. That is another way of seeing this fork in the road. And I love the way that you work this image. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Right, absolutely. Well, and it really has to do with the decision-making process. So it's kind of, you know, you you are um, trying to make a decision between success and failure, yes or no. And really what it is, is it's really um, not so much the uh, fork, but really just a single choice of understanding that the 
when you see failures, when you see the no's, um, the success oftentimes is just on the other side. Um, one of the things that we teach is that no doesn't mean never, no means not yet. Yes. And, but until you can get to that, you've got to move through those initial rejections and those initial failures in order to reach that success. So it's very much a book about persistence and not giving up. Um, But you have to be able to take the time, you know, to to stay with something long enough for those good things to happen. Yeah. And uh, now I'm not sure if it's in the book or one of your interviews that you speak about is is like learning a little bit or recovering a little bit that uh, persistence that a young kid has when you want something like a kid, a five, yeah. six year old, when they want something, they don't. OK, you say no. And they keep going and going and going and going until they get the yes. Yes. Oh, yes. The children are the best at persistence. And the funny thing is that, you know, with kids, they don't think when they get told no, they don't think, oh, it's not going to happen. They think, oh, it's going to take longer. Yeah. I need to be more creative. I'm going to try a different way. Um, yeah, it's it's all about going around and, and overcoming the detour, if you will. Yeah. And I wonder if kids have that attitude of, and maybe probably I have to do some research because maybe there is some studies about this. If kids that feel more safe because they are in their family and they know that they are loved, so there is not that fear of rejection, if are the ones that are more persistent. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it, there are some people out there doing some research, and certainly I think that's a part of it. Um, but I think too, there's less stigma mm-hmm. and kids learn, they're learning so many things and failure yeah. is such a natural part and, and they are celebrated to fail. You yeah. know, it's... And, learn to ride the bike or whatever. Yeah, and, and that is the key. And it's something that I see. I have uh, my daughter now is six year or six. She's going to turn six in two weeks. So uh, and I can see how. And but one thing is scary uh, uh, in the sense that, for instance, I always say the example uh, for, for adults. OK, when you were being a kid and you were learning how to walk, you didn't give up the first time that you fall. And it's true, we always, if we see a kid in their development, they try things, they keep trying, uh, the no, the uh, uh, walking is the uh, speaking, they fail a lot to learn stuff, but very quickly they they learn how they start to be uh, have a fear of failing, of not being doing the right thing. And that, uh, and I'm, I'm speaking, I'm seeing that in my daughter and that is scary. And then I have to... Uh, really hold myself back and see what can I do to make her love the experience of trying new things, even if that means that she's not going to do it well. Mm, Absolutely. That's the key. And it's just constant work in progress. And I love sometimes uh, now going a little bit back for the kids and then maybe try to see how can we extrapolate that for adults. Because I find that sometimes the kids nowadays have the activity so much structure that there is a right answer to putting the puzzle together, to put the Lego kit together. There is a right way of doing it. That is, I, I love and I try to, of course, she plays also with that, but I try that she plays what we call the open materials like Play-Doh, things mm. that there is not a right answer, a right end result to it. So it's much more playful and there is not so much the pressure of doing it in the right way. So how can we create activities for us as grown-ups 
that we can bring that playfulness of trying or failure as a, f a part of the learning process. Well, I love that, that you brought that up. And I think that's very important for kids. For adults, I think the answer is really one of the things is going after big no's. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday who is in a job search and getting a lot of rejection. And I said, you know, don't be afraid to get a no. In fact, go after some big jobs that you would love to have but you don't feel qualified for or you feel like they'll never give you the job, send your resume in, follow up with the person, see if you could get an interview. That will help. I was explained to him that will help you um, have fun with it. You'll get great experience. And who knows, you mm -hmm. know, you might end up with that position, that dream job. Um, and so going after the big nose can be can help you kind of make it a little bit more playful and, and make it into a game, mm. you know, getting, getting nose. Um, we, we tell people to schools for the number of nose they're going to hear. And that can really make it kind of feel like a game and take some of the pressure off. Yeah. And, and that I think was the, the insight that I had now when I reread the book is not, it's because it's not just a question of go for the no, it's a question of go for the no and having fun in the process. Uh, and the, yes, absolutely. Th that will take things to the next level. And these, uh, I love how you getting the no can be our best goal, the goal of having a certain number of no's, because it's like twists, how do you say? Because it's not, we cannot be afraid of the no if no is our goal. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, exactly. That is the way to twist around. And uh, I also find the other side the thing about going there. OK, if we are going to try something and if we are afraid to fail, so why not to fail big <laughs> or, or not to try to go for that uh, dream job or that dreams, uh, for instance, uh, I, and that reminds me of a story that is now in the movies that uh, happened here in Phoenix, the real story that the movie is based, that is, uh, the movie is called Spare Parts. And it's about a uh, uh, high school here in Phoenix, Arizona, where in a very, how do you say, um, uh, area that don't have much resources and the uh, Two teachers, they decide to start a robotic club there, just to keep uh, literally the kids out of the street. Um, and they, I think it was four or five kids that they brought to this uh, robotic club. And um, they, because uh, the teachers knew that, oh, they don't have any chance of winning this, but let's give them an experience. So instead of going in the lower level of the competition, they apply to go in the higher level, like college level. And the, uh, sometimes ignorance is a bless because they, yes. the kids didn't knew exactly. They say, they, okay, the teachers believe in us. Let's try to do this fun. Let's try to do this. But they didn't even have a clue what I, MIT was. For them, was another college. So mm -hmm. they were competing against MIT in this competition. And they were incredible. This happened about 10 years ago in the real life here in Phoenix. And they were in they arrived to incredible solutions to the problem because they had to be, build a robot that goes underwater. It was quite a difficult challenge and with limited resources and they, be, they won the competition. Wow, that's so great. I love that. <laughs> and it's, so, it's a so inspiring story. And, but even if they didn't want, it's beautiful when people are recognized by the effort, by their creativity and overcoming things. But even if they didn't want, just the experience of having gone there 
of being be- being uh, the teachers believing in them that they could do it make yes. all the difference. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we try to impart with Go For No is the type of person that you will become is someone who isn't, uh, doesn't let rejection, doesn't let failure stop them, that you understand that's part of the process. And so really you can create so many more opportunities for yourself that way. And build that resilience that we have to have. The resilience, uh, because if if you want to be successful in er- any area of our lives, we really have to develop that resilience and uh, don't take the no personally. <laughs> oh, so true. And then you can only do that by getting it a lot and just starting to understand yeah. it's not about you. And I, because I, I listened to an interview that you did in, uh, and somebody asked you about what was one of your favorite books besides Go For No, of course. And you speak about the four agreements of Don Miguel Ruiz. That is yes. one of my favorite books too. And I, uh, the podcast episodes previous to this one are about that book. And oh. <laughs> one of the agreements is that don't take things personally. And I think mm-hmm. we should apply that to the no. The no is not, we should not see no, because I think it's one of the problems is seeing no as I'm a failure. In, I'm uh, as something that implies to our identity, our self-esteem. And if we see uh, a no as just another step in the process, it's much yes. easier to keep going and keep developing that resilience. Yes, that's absolutely the key. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope that this conversation is really enticing curiosity in our listeners and they go after that book, Go For No. Uh, tell, but tell us, our listeners, how they can know more about this besides reading the book about your work, the work that you do with your husband, the co-author of the book, uh, Richard Fell. Uh, uh, and, and again, I'm, I, I'm, I will ask you to tell the name for me not inventing a new surname to your husband. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Well, yeah. So Richard Fenton, with uh, the the author, I'm the co-author with him, and um, gofornode.com really is the easiest way, and it's g-o-f-o-r-n-o.com. And we also have a Facebook page um, and Facebook group, all go for no. So I make it very easy to track us down. Yeah, and I love. I really recommend the Facebook group because once in a while, you, uh, Andrea does these great challenges of like seven days. Let's see how many no's can we get, and this really again make it fun make it happen and uh, I think that is so so important because I know that this of going for no is a little bit going against uh, the way that we are raised that uh, can really be the difference the fear if we overcome the fear of hearing the, uh, the this word no and if we see no as just okay this is I'm getting closer uh, we can achieve great things in our lives so well said. Mm-hmm. And do you like uh, say something to end or an, another resource or some message for our listeners? Yes, I would just remind everyone, you know, you can go for no in your business with getting more clients and you can go for no in life uh, just to remember to ask for things more. Sometimes we just forget to ask. We assume that someone's going to tell us no. So you can do it everywhere and anywhere to try. Yeah, it's not. It's that is very important. It's not just for sales. It's not just for business persons or entrepreneurs. We can, I think, 
everybody can apply this message and uh, take the, their life to a, a different uh, level and uh, up level their life in a big, big way. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great. <laughs> Thanks. And this was the interview with our wonderful guest, Andrea Waltz. And I really hope to hear from you, learn from you, what are you, how your experience about hearing this interview. And like always, you can leave your comments by going to uh, mindset.zone. So instead of .com is mindset.zone forward slash the number of the episode, in this case, episode 22. So if you go to mindset.zone forward slash 22, leave your comments there and and you always can contact me via email uh, if you visit my website nmlikian.com or just type mindset.zone and will be redirect to my main website and there you will find up-to-date info on how to reach me and i have created a special three video series for all the service professionals out there in the mission of making a difference, they're struggling about getting new clients. So if you are a service professional or if you know one that wants to enter the mindset zone to get booked solid, you can, in the US, you just have to text to 541 and you just have to, the text is specific, is hashtag MC. So hashtag, the pound symbol M for more, C for clients, space, first name, space, last name, space, your email. So text to 541-255-4466, hashtag MC, first name, last name, email. It's that easy. Then you will receive a message with a link where you can see the first video. If you are from outside the United States or you prefer the web anyway, just go and visit the website that is mindset.zone forward slash mc and enter the mindset zone to get book solid. I'm very grateful that you are here. I hope that you go for no as your goal and up-level your life in the process and have a wonderful life and keep making a difference. Thank you for listening. And remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com is dot zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources. As always, I'm so grateful that you have crossed over into the mindset zone. Spend what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.